0: I'm a business man yes i'm an entrepreneur here yeah. i'm a business man yes i'm an entrepreneur good morning everyone this is the business zone with
1: Christo.
0: And Coach Gilbert Buchanan, your small business paramedic. And today, folks, we're going to have a wonderful show. We've got some amazing guests here on our show today. Can't wait to bring them in. They're from another continent and you guys are going to really love them. So my co-host, how are you doing today?
1: i am good it's been a little minute since we've been on uh since that time obviously i was in uh, south africa <laughs> i know
0: i know the, the queen of south africa <laughs>
1: and, and i brought back guests
0: <laughs> oh look at that i love it we're trying to conquer the whole world with our small business uh, message and our our, our services so that's what we're trying to do. So you're you're an official international ambassador. You're you're exactly- making the connections, right? I'm
1: making the connection, bringing all of us together. You know, that's my big thing, right? Is that's to make right. sure that all Black people across the diaspora we all come together. <laughs> if I have to pull you, drag you, snatch you, <laughs> whatever it is, I <laughs> have to do. We have to make it happen.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's how we do it here. <laughs> so, co-host, how was your wonderful trip?
1: oh my trip was absolutely awesome i had a fantastic time i met some amazing people i got to see south africa i recognized that we're all one in the same uh which you know we 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 were told differently (laughs) Mm -hmm. but we are the same people and it was fantastic uh whirlwind you got my girlfriend is a whirlwind type of person we had a fabulous time gilbert um we uh, went on excursions. we we had dinner. Uh, her family fixed barbecued for us. We stayed at this amazing villa uh anybody that's been on my facebook page i've been dropping pictures since i left since i was there actually we went on a safari we hung out with the elephants and the rhinoceroses and uh, 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 uh. and the uh hippopotamuses and we saw some lions only thing we didn't see was the leopard um but here here's a little quick story we um were we were in the safari and the guy was saying how uh dangerous the rhino rhinoceros what is right uh-huh. and, and that he if he he runs very fast and if he catches sight of you you know he will ram into the vehicles right so yeah. we were do we were on the close to them they were close <laughs> <laughs> and so something rustled and they turned around and heard the truck and started heading and so of course the truck driver was (laughs) was getting it out so one of the guys was with us when the tour driver tour guy started to drive away he had his baseball cap on and he had the bib on the front right so the wind caught the air caught it and yeah you get off the back of his head right. and it, it landed and so he goes okay bye hat <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so when the rhino saw it he changes his his focus it's not going after the hat right
1: right so one of the guys on on the bus said he said a Driver, driver, uh one of the guys dropped his hat. Can we go back and get it? And to the no. and, and he was like, uh-uh, I don't need the hat. I don't need the hat. <laughs> 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 he went back and he got the hat. The rhino looked up like,
0: uh, uh, what gonna, are you guys doing in my neighborhood?
1: <laughs> I was gonna get that hat, and then we turned around and flew away. So then Kenny says, Okay, I am going to sell this as an NFT. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> man, believe me, if that was my hat, no matter how much I paid for that hat, man, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye to that hat <laughs> if it if it means me getting that hat or the rhino getting it i'm giving it to the rhino <laughs> right exactly
1: because the rhino don't be playing they so don't play me will...
0: those things you see those things they ram things that that's almost twice their size you know i'm going no, no exactly and
1: and here's the thing now here was something interesting that we learned um this was a this is kind of like a resort right that this yeah. uh, that the um, the safari is on there were some hunters that actually reserved a space a lodging paid mm-hmm. the money to pay at the lodge yeah. and then went out to hunt the rhinos in <laughs> captivity <laughs>
0: uh, we we know where they're from,
1: <laughs> we know where they're from. <laughs> so so of course they got um they actually gave them life they got they caught them and mm-hmm. they gave them life so yeah. so that was good man yeah, but that, that, i like, that
0: will, the <laughs> <laughs> will teach them <laughs>
1: hunting down the animals in captivity that yeah. isn't even right <laughs>
0: <laughs> unbelievable man so you had a great time then co-host huh
1: i did have a wonderful wonderful time it and you established
0: like, some great connections while you were there
1: right i did i uh well actually before i got there um my girlfriend and her mother had asked me to have a custom conversation with her brothers and could i interview them so we tried to do that a little bit while we were there but mm-hmm. we were all in the same house and we we were like uh having to run to the airport after we ate real Quick, so I was All like, right. "Okay, we're gonna make this happen in our All space." And yeah. So they're here today, and it's been great. So, how was your? Because that was my Thanksgiving. So, how was your Thanksgiving? <laughs>
0: Man, my Thanksgiving is not half as interesting as yours. <laughs> Mine was just peaceful. I stayed, as you know. Yesterday was my well. Last week was my my one year anniversary anniversary when I contracted COVID. So mm. I wasn't about to have that repeated, man, because, you know, from what I'm hearing on the news, the, the COVID infection rate is, is increasing. It's, it's, it's going up again, right? Yeah, For, for L.A. County.
1: Yeah. So
0: I said, uh-uh, I don't want to be out there mingling with anyone. I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to hang out with anyone. I'll just stay right here in my place, enjoy my Thanksgiving. And that's what I did. It was beautiful
1: yeah actually it was you know dr mays uh, comes on our my other the other show the community briefing and yeah. so she was saying, be very careful even before we actually um before we actually got to uh, started Thanksgiving, she had come on because it's not just um it's not just covid it's the RSV and yep. it's as well as the flute <clears throat> the so were-
0: pox and
1: all of that. <laughs> I don't know what happened to the monkey I think that disappeared. Oh, so before I left, though, I was in the airport. We had a late flight, a 10 o'clock at night flight, right? So I was the first one of, uh, it was me and a friend of ours named Juanita that was flying together on Virgin Atlantic, right? Yeah. So when I came in, one of the things that I did, they have a, a, a special on uh getting uh purchasing your TSA a uh, pre-check so I yeah. had done that so I was able to get through pre-check because there was hundreds and hundreds of people leaving out that night when I left yeah. um which was Sunday night but Gilbert, I'm in, I'm sitting, I'm talking on my phone. Uh, I'm texting Mona, my my sister, and uh, telling her how, how I felt very bougie because I just <laughs> came to all the crowd <laughs> of the people. And so I look up and here is this whole crowd of people coming in white hazmat suits. Uh-oh. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, okay, is there is there a, is there a problem <laughs> they,
0: were, they, were they going towards a plane
1: <laughs> they were coming in to get on a plane yeah oh, and Lord. it turned out that it was actually chinese so oh. they have a major outbreak in china so they oh, were wow. covered from head to toe oh, in hazmat they had on mm-hmm. masks, goggles and it
0: Gloves. was
1: like 50 of them and i'm like oh are we safe?
0: that is scary man <laughs> that is scary <laughs> so i'm like what the
1: heck oh my god hey, i patricia. can just imagine good morning patricia patricia's up early watching us langford
0: hey patricia how are you doing there and thanks, us- thanks for joining us on the business zone
1: yeah and someone called the small business uh digital tool uh, they're there good morning welcome you guys y'all came early for the business good
0: morning coach. small business digital <laughs> tool thank you for joining us and uh we're hoping you enjoy our show today we got some great guests who will be coming up soon so uh uh stay put and if you have an input just give us put your questions in the chat or make some comments we'll we'll accept it as well
1: exactly and this show is going to run again at three o'clock in our regular space i'm just going to reschedule it so uh but this is early and the reason we're early today guys is because we have our guests from south africa from cape town south africa and they have this pro uh business that they've launched and we're going to uh-huh. talk about it and hopefully down the line there's going to be some synergy that we can do some stuff together um with that but it's about young people and teaching them skills and um, and that they can actually apply to live a better life. So, and that's some of the conversations that we have ourselves. I mean, you guys know, I teach an entrepreneur class uh, for young people between the ages of 13 and 18. And that's the reason I do that is to teach them that there's more to life than just going to college and incurring debt and then working a, minimal, a minimum wage job. There are so many other opportunities we just have to expose you to those opportunities
0: as a matter of fact co as you mentioned that i've been in conversations with one of your your uh, um, junior students uh, journey
1: so ah. she, she's,
0: she's been communicating with me a lot wanting to learn a lot more about uh getting her or dba uh doing business as and uh, getting her business license with the city of los angeles so you know i've been pro- providing her some some good data coaching and advice so uh you know reach out to her every now and again just to see how she's oh, going and, she
1: texts us she's you know uh, we have we have our year-round program so she's part yeah. of that but you know wouldn't it be wonderful if all of our adult entrepreneurs was as um uh tenacious as journey is <laughs> As yes
0: she is phenomenal she's relentless and i love it she will she will text me and because i'm busy i didn't get a chance to get back to her text she'll text me again then she called me send me an email say just checking in to see if you got my email i had a question on Getting my DBA, my fictitious business name registered. Can you help me? I said, "Oh, sure, not a problem." I was in a meeting, but now let me help you. You know, so it was. I just love, I just love her follow up. You know, her, in her, her, her uh, stick to itiveness. Oh yeah, know?
1: she's got a lot of stick to it in there. And when <laughs> you came to talk to the kids during the summer biz camp, oh my god, when you left, she had questions. We we're like, <laughs> Rhonda I had to get to a place to say, Rhonda's like. Journey, I don't have an answer, <laughs> but yeah, she's gonna be a little superstar, just like um, yes, uh, just like uh Anthony, the little yes. man that we had on the show. Those, those are it. superstars, so love it. Uh, love it. yeah, she's just, just as tenacious as she with is with you. She's very she's that with us, and yes. uh, but you know, I can't. You know, she's just amazing. So
0: oh, before we bring in our guest, I I mm-hmm. want to say shout out, and I I told her I was gonna send her the. Link for this show, um, but I'll, I'll give it to her for the three o'clock broadcast rebroadcast of this. Uh, remember our one of our clients, Miss Lenny um, uh, Lenny from uh, uh, Vermont Slauson. Yeah, she she runs la la Queens Connection. Okay. So she called me yesterday to let me know, her name is Lenny Woodley, Miss Lenny Woodley. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she has this nonprofit that she runs to help women off the streets. So women who, you know, end up on the streets, they're homeless, uh, street walkers, that type of thing, Mm -hmm. Her her nonprofits provide services for them to put them in homes and, and, uh, uh, prepare them for interviews, job interviews, so they can get jobs and help themselves. You know, be more self-sufficient. Right. So she, she just got a. She called me up yesterday. She said, "Oh my God, she was all excited. Said she got a grant to help these women uh, even further their ambitions." And I was just so proud of her because she started this program uh, a few years back, and you know, she's just been hitting the walls trying trying to get assistance, and no one would help her. So, you know, through our coaching there at v- v- e- VSCDC, mm-hmm. we were able to help because you helped her with her, her bookkeeping and I helped okay. her with her back office, her infrastructure and some coaching and uh, she she's just so grateful. So I just want to say shout out to her uh, for being persistent and be able to obtain this grant for her business. So. I wanted to say that before we brought on our
1: awesome awesome well yes i had a uh, and she was when not everybody embraces the accounting piece like they should but she was just over the top and she caught on to it and um and so we were i was very very pleased uh meeting her and helping her so congratulations miss lenny yes. we're so happy and anywhere any place or how we can help you please reach back out to us uh, gilbert and i are here for you and uh you know we both uh work with vermont slosson economic development a, co- uh, a, a corporation and that's what we do there for them yeah, so th- congratulations definitely. so we're ready to get this show on the road we
0: are ready to speak to our very special international guest
1: all right <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna bring both of them on this is mr craig poyo and this is his brother, Mr. Trevor Poyo. and they are uh, one's a managing director and one's the finance guy uh, for the LinTech Training Academy, and this an academy that is uh, providing, um, helping. Uh, uh, creating an agile workforce that responds quickly and effectively to quickly changing the economic and competitive environment. So, it sounds familiar, doesn't it? Right? Oh yes. Oh <laughs> so yes. They're they're doing it through on 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 job skill training. You know things that we learned, and I don't know if it happened in South Africa, but in in America, uh-huh. long 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 time ago in a different decade, we used to have uh, auto shop carpentry, plumbing, uh, 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 electrical work, um, upholstery, all of that sort of stuff. We had that in school and Mm -hmm. for some magical reason, they decided we didn't need that any longer. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So they took it out and I believe that's the programming you guys are, are starting as well. So with that, Craig, and Trevor, welcome to the business zone with Crystal and Gilbert. Uh, Craig, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, and then Craig, you do the same. Uh, uh, Trevor, you do the same thing.
2: Yes, um, uh, Gilbert and Crystal, thank you for this opportunity. Um, you guys bring a lot of energy to this uh, business zone. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fantastic. Yes, I'm. I'm a, a teacher by profession. Um, and uh, i i came into this business because apart from anything else that we're lacking that type of artisan skills here in our country mm-hmm. um, but over and above that we want to be role models for our kids right for the communities yes and we never had the opportunity to be mentored by businessmen like like yourself and crystal yes yes uh, we never had that opportunity and we'd like to give back to uh, our our kids the younger generation and in that we started the idea of an academy mm-hmm. and uh, that academy is is well we started a year ago and uh, to date we've like you just spoke now about that young lady that you mentored um yes the compliance and the governance issues, you know. That is how we started so that we can start on a fantastic, solid foundation. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I will give over to Trevor and he can elaborate. Okay, (laughs) all right, Trevor.
1: Mr. Yeah, Trooper, okay.
0: welcome to the Business Zone, sir. <laughs> hey,
3: Gilbert and, and Crystal. You know, thanks very much for the opportunity again. Um, you you can see that I'll probably have some challenges, I think, with my camera. Yeah, We've I see that. <laughs> the load shedding, you know, what we oh. have. And Crystal probably would have experienced a bit of that. So I'm sitting in the dark um, and trying the best I can there. But um, no, again, you know, we, we really do appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to showcase a little bit about what we're wanting to do. And Crystal, I think, uh, you know, remember what I said at, the, at Melanie's 50th? Um, mm-hmm. We said, look, you know, we hope that, you know, when you do come to South Africa, you leave and become ambassadors also for our country. Um, and you've really taken that on board. You know, you've given us a platform to be able to showcase what we can do. We, we are simple folk, you know. Um, and I think uh, we're humble enough and blessed enough to be able to, as a big, big family, um, you know appreciate you know the 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 um, the opportunities that one gets given. So we hope, obviously with this particular forum to attract you know some of the the goodwill and some of the donations some even donations, you know, but we don't want to be talking about that. So let me give you a little bit of background in terms of um, where I come from. I'm a corporate banker, uh, for 29 years, I was a corporate banker, so corporate governance and, and banking and finances is, is kind of in my blood, um, mm-hmm. but you know, you get to a point in your life where, you know, you've been there, done that, you know, how much more can you do in the corporate world? So yes. for me, it was about, um, and this is, this goes back seven years ago, where I really wanted to give back a little bit. So I became an entrepreneur against all odds I sat on the other side of the of of, of a banker's desk uh, pleading for for resources and this and that <laughs> um, you know so I understand the 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 challenges on both sides um, and so i I became an entrepreneur I hooked up with uh, I was in the in the abattoir business the meat industry um, You know I was a minority shell in the business and I cashed out and did what a lot of 50-year-olds said they would want to do, but never do. And I went to go lie on the beach with my granddaughter, (laughs) you know, off. So I retired effectively at the age of about 50. Uh, But, you know, you want to give back. And I then, um, I, you know, mentored a youngster. I said, look, you go and run. And it was in the furniture manufacturing and upholstery business. Uh, He really didn't understand, you know, corporate governance. And uh, I then partnered with him. I said, you take care of the sales. He was good at that. And I'll take care of all the, the governance stuff and compliance and whatever. Yes, yes. Um, but it didn't work out. And I was then forced to, to you know, to manage the business. Right. And, um, and so here I am. And one of the things, and this leads me into what Craig was um, the, 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 the training academy. We took on a lot of um, upholsterers. You know, but the the pride, I think, uh, out of being a craftsman, I discovered was simply not there anymore. It was just a means to an end. And I've said, where is the pride? And we had a lot of guys come in and out of the business uh, to the point that I've actually just decided I'm actually going to get them to unlearn Mm -hmm. youth. uh, This is now young young guys coming off the street, unlearn bad habits that they've learned. And we're going to teach them our way of being, because I'm not a technical, I'm not an upholsterer, you know, by no means. Um, But I can see if something is done wrong. And um, so we're trying to also teach holistic, the, the individual holistically. So I don't want to pay you on a weekly basis. I will pay you on a monthly basis because you must manage your finances, you know, for a whole month. I don't want to keep you there for... You know you uh, so you work from paycheck to paycheck so um and that is pretty much you know what i that, well that was the the passion that i have um and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't you know so but that's just the game so um we then we then expanded into craig and craig and then maybe take it further from from here unless you guys have any additional questions um
0: well well trevor it's amazing that you you know you you understand the compliance aspect of things i'm the compliance guy here too i work with a lot of small businesses trying to get them to understand compliance setting up their back office making sure their paperwork is in order and you understand it from the corporate side because you know you've been doing that for years so you know what's needed in order for someone to talk to you they got to have these things in place first and Those are some of the types of things that we try to instill in our our, our small business and entrepreneurs. And a lot of them, they don't don't think it's necessary. They don't think they need it. So I'm glad you're echoing those sentiments right here. So small businesses understand that compliance is really key for them to level up and move to the next level. Thank you for that.
1: And, 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 you know, Gilbert, uh, first let me explain to everyone what uh, load sharing is. So in South Africa, uh, uh, here in America, we 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 take everything for granted. <laughs> so we get all bent out of shape when we don't have light. So that re- rarely happens here. But when it does, we are ready to tear down the electric companies. But in South Africa, <laughs> you guys, yeah. this is a regular occurrence for you guys, right? Your 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 you guys have um what do they call it, Gilbert here? Um blackout outage. 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 So <laughs> so, yes. so so guys, we actually get weeks of notice when there's gonna be power outages in our towns and based upon the heat they have to tell us all day long so that we don't completely wig out
0: <laughs> <laughs> see in, in my in my case in my case i'm from jamaica so i'm very familiar with load sharing <laughs> because mm-hmm. it, just like you know see south africa jamaica the caribbean islands you know the- other I, Yeah, India, most of our countries go through those types of things. And we're trying to understand the purpose because it it never seems as if you know there's a benefit to it but they think there is but we used to go through the same thing in jamaica every tuesday like
1: cut <laughs> work
0: they, they shut down the electricity and you know, also all our food in the fridge would go spoiled and it's just unbelievable so i, I, I feel your pain
3: trevor yeah. i feel no, your we pain. live it we live it we live it right. you know but i think i think that also what makes south africa so unique you know cape town in particular you know yeah. we just go with the flow you know we yeah. it is what it is there's nothing yes. you can do about it so we work around it you know so, yes yes um yeah you, you know, know it has it. gotten so bad that
0: we used to look forward to it, like okay on tuesday the power is gonna be out we're gonna do this we're gonna play this game. <laughs> yeah oh man that's yeah, crazy we're, we're a bit
1: swell in america so, so uh, <laughs> we don't we don't quite embrace things quite like that. But, you know. <laughs> but i guess if we had to deal with it on a regular basis we would yeah so great i just wanted everybody to know so but uh trevor your sound is awesome so that's all we really need anyway yeah uh, so yeah Thank you for that but before craig does his, uh, uh starts to talk about the training and 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 the process and and how they're going to go about uh executing and launching and um this program for their kids behind them is their screen their screen um uh backgrounds and that is Table Mountain, and that is the very first thing that I saw when I stepped off the plane in, in <laughs> South Africa, and I was like, Did God just take this mountain and just drop it here and then build a city around it? <laughs> it, no matter, it was so no, real huh? <laughs> no matter where you are in South in Cape Town, this mountain is what you see from every angle and i have actually did a we did a tour 360 uh, degrees around <laughs> the whole town i think and this this table mountain is there and i actually took a, ca- a cable car and went to the very top so i just had to bring that in so, now-
0: so that's the official landmark just like when you come <laughs> when you come to los angeles the first thing you see is the u.s bank building downtown you know yes. that's you know that's la when you first come to new york you see the statue of liberty as yes. a landmark that's that's the first thing you see and then you remember that where
3: that's where right. you are and, So and, I- the
1: Hol- and the hollywood sign so those the, ones- the Hollywood so side, yes. This is South Africa's Hollywood sign <laughs> Yes, there you go.
3: <laughs> so, Crystal, you can actually be very privileged to you. That's the eighth wonder of the world. Recognized oh, right. Of the world. So, yeah, there you, you go. You were there. Yeah. take it off. There you go.
1: Craig tell me um so you're the brainchild behind this right and, and and then uh Trevor came in with his banking and compliance and said, okay, I can help you and I want to make change, but you're the brainchild right
2: well well it's it's all of us uh, actually um the way where I come in into this is that I don't believe that uh, they uh, as, as a student you should only be academically uh uh, you know, empowered. I, I believe that to become an entrepreneur, you need a holistic education. Yes, and, and that right there is where I come in. And I said, well, let us not just teach the skill. Mm-hmm. Let us empower them to become entrepreneurs. Let us look at the business side of this, mm-hmm. because most businesses fail because the 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 person is excellent at the practical skill uh-huh. but has no business acumen
0: right, right. Really little
2: in terms of financial and they live from a day to day and there's no forward planning yes. there, there's no plan in place so that is where we come from and say well let us take them through the whole business including business skills yes so, and that is how we started the pilot with at, at Trevor's uh, furniture and manufacturing company. And we said, okay, take them through the skills. And then addition to that, let's apply our uh, energies into starting them financial management, business management. Let's take them through all the compliance things that you're talking about to set up their own business. Yes. So we're setting, we're training, entrepreneurs we're not training artisans right and in that if we had that when we grew up yeah if we had role models and mentors that had been in this business long enough Mm -hmm. I, I suppose because all of us come from the civil servants because you know our our history um but we're trying to change that narrative yes to change that narrative and say you don't need to be a worker you don't right. need to be that person that works for someone else. Mm-hmm. you can be the person that employs you can be the employer
1: yeah so
2: in that our business model is structured on that and is premised on that to be a holistic education and that is how we started this we have now um, an immigration of so many skilled workers out of our country. Mm. And they've been poached by developed countries, countries with money. Yeah, because they, they, the, those countries see the value yeah. of our technical yeah. skills, yeah. of our artisans, of our people that, that really know. And, and they poach them
0: at huge salaries. Yeah, we've I mean, got one of we've got one of your talents here right now. We got <laughs> Trevor Noah, Trevor <laughs> Noah, one yes. of the biggest entertainers in late night television. Yeah, <laughs> and,
1: and and you must not forget Mr. Moss that has been competing uh, um, yes. yes. over the airways for the yes. last two months. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true, <laughs> and and
2: and in all of this, we we are trying to say guys let's get back to basics it's not about the the tertiary sector anymore it's not about the quaternary uh, sector anymore it is about the primary uh, manufacturing sector because that is what we'll always need we'll always mm-hmm. need people to build to make yes, yes. we won't need all, every everybody to sit in front of a computer and be right. a, a a call center agent Absolutely. or which is which is what it 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 is now mm-hmm. the call centers are huge businesses in South Africa. But that mm-hmm. that goes to another dimension because it says to me, the call centers of today are factories of yesteryear. where our parents worked in Yes, those are churning out in products on production lines. That is not what we want. We don't want robots in factories. We want people to build our economy and that is why we're driving this uh, academy so hard we're driving this process so hard so that we can see we might not uh see or realize the benefits in the near future in the 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 short to medium term but we we're playing the long game here we're playing the long it might not be our kids it yes. might be our grandkids kids That will benefit from from this
0: it's amazing it sounds it seem as if uh your your purpose your mission and your focus is very similar to ours um you know you're training entrepreneurs to um you're training folks to become successful entrepreneurs where they can be self-sufficient take care of their families and hire people and create a workforce you know so it's very similar to what we do here so i love it so your company is called Lentech. is is that it that's correct correct. yes Lentech. Lentech training academy so how long how long has Lentech been formed how long ago was it formed trevor
3: okay let me just take you back then Um, it was actually the, the name it derives from six very close friends we go back probably 40 years. So every letter of lentech is the is the name of the individuals. I that like remember that. Remember. I like that. <laughs> I like so, that. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of foresight put into that. So if you want something to develop, you yes. need for them to have the buy in.
0: Yeah. How better
3: to you have your name represented? in something. And to what Craig was saying, we might not realize what we're trying to put in in our lifetime, right? And that's like a tree, you know, you're planting a tree, but you know, you're not going to be there to see it grow up. So this is our, you know, foray into into this business. And I think those six individuals, the finding members that uh, that that form the company, each of them have special skills that work for other people. Mm-hmm. but they are unique. They, they bring unique talents to the company. So what we've said is bring your talents to the company. Let's put it all together. We we can have, as friends and family, you know, being in business is very difficult. But we have the tough conversations, And um, but we are singularly focused on what the, the mission and the vision of the company is, of the business is. So my job was to obviously make sure that the corporate governance is is correct from day one, you know, work hard, we invest a lot in the in the foundation, and then we're going to slowly start building on it. Craig comes to to the party with his his education teaching skills. We've got another member that has got childhood, um, the child and youth care um, experience, and another guy that's got marketing and facilitation skills what another individuals that organize the organization that is very strong so that really encompasses okay so there you see them <laughs> that's the team
1: yeah, um, that's and there's a the little team. bit
3: of profile <laughs> oh crystal you you're so good there you know you checked out the website <laughs> now now
0: you know why she's my co-host right <laughs> because she she does the things that i don't even think about i'm going man she's phenomenal and this is just some of her basic <laughs> skills. You haven't seen the other uh, priority <laughs> skills that she has yet. You know, she's just phenomenal.
1: He's my biggest cheerleader, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, Craig, I think,
3: yeah, is there, are there any questions arising yeah, from that, otherwise, have they a- can
1: we have there a question is. that has come in is actually um, it's um, what is the And this is from your sister. So she's watching. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, sister. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Melanie. <laughs> so she asked, what is the end goal and vision uh, for the next five years? And what is now needed to excel and invest in Lyntech
2: Okay. Um
1: i i think yeah
2: that's always a good question put us on the spot <laughs> <laughs> that's your sister
1: that, that, that didn't cover me that came from your sister <laughs> yeah. um, for, 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 for us
2: um, our focus is the the artisans is a big part of what land is about mm-hmm. but that is only one sector that we're concentrating on mm-hmm. we're going right down we're right. going right back to the foundation of education. Our focus for the next two to three years is going to be on the ECD, the early childhood development. Because that is the bedrock on which everything has been built at the moment in South Africa, we have a deficit in terms of numeracy and literacy. And that translates from a very young age into the issues that we are facing in education. We have a very low numeracy and literacy rate in terms of our systemic evaluations. So while there are schools with uh, centers of excellence, other schools do not have that and it comes from and that is where the issue manifests itself. Because if their literacy and numeracy skills are not up to scratch, we're having issues later on, of them not being employable, or going into tertiary institutions or going into uh, technical uh, colleges. So they end up not being employable. Our f- that is why our focus is going to be on the ECD for the next uh, two to three years, because now we have established the artisan and technical skills um, side. We will be concentrating and focusing all our energies on the early childhood development, and and in that, supporting unregistered and the informal childcare centres sites that we have. So as as I as a uh, um, at the start of that is where we're going to push all our energies into that is where we'll need support that is where we'll need donor funding because we see how we are reaping the not the rewards but the 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 deficit in terms of numeracy and literacy at a very young age if we start well if we build a good foundation everything else is becomes better after that i will stop there now and then we can go on you know, you know
1: craig is so interesting and gilbert will confer with me on this that you guys are what is happening in south africa is also happening here in america we yes. have that same same issue with our young people. You know, they're getting a cursory education that really is not preparing them for the future and preparing them economically to be able to take care of their families or even to start families. You know, here in America, uh, housing is so expensive that our children, uh, first of all, education is so expensive. So they're already in debt when they get when they get out of college. If they get to college and then by that point, they're in so much that they can't buy homes. So they're living with their parents. So we have similar situations here where our that's why I teach entrepreneurship is because, you know, as the topic for the day is teach a man how to fish and he'll be able to feed himself for a lifetime but if we only give them minimum wage jobs they'll always be dependent on the social services there and then crime and displacement of families and children will always be an issue so what you guys are doing I would imagine it's probably a World War problem worldwide problems especially for children of the African diaspora and that's all over the world we're all in the same situation
3: so Crystal just to to Melanie just to to build on what Melanie was asking um you know we don't even have a five-year plan we have much longer than that so we we're looking at Legacy stuff Mm -hmm. what we're going to start now must actually be sustainable going, going into the future. So essentially what Craig was saying is that, you know, with the ECD um, on the, on the, so if, if we go back to what I was doing with the skills uh, and the artisan skills, when a guy doesn't understand the difference between a centimeter and a, and a millimeter, you know that something has gone wrong with that guy in his teaching, in his, in the education, in the education. You know, in the education. We saying let's try and and start with the kids right at the beginning uh the north to five-year-olds um let us actually see if we can make an a a difference there um and so what we've done is we had a boss parade happening um over the weekend last weekend where we actually said we will be a one-stop shop we will identify the ecd principals, the teachers we will educate them on how to actually run a particular ECD center. Over and above that, we will assist them with the corporate governance, the compliance related stuff. We'll register them, we'll let them, we'll apply on their behalf for grant funding. Um, and why, why the ECD? The government has recently just put out a, a national, it's, it's a national in- initiative where they've got a three-year plan, well, much longer than three years, but they're going to be putting a lot of funding behind the ECDs because they realize the problems are starting right at the beginning. And so we want to be able to um, to piggyback off that. But we know government takes a long time. And so we're hoping to actually self-fund it up to a point, identify maybe 20 ECD centers that we can actually uh, assist in the first year, uh, and we might need to have some funding uh, from a donor. Um, initial, you know, difficult to say. But the funder, the donor that we're looking for, must actually walk the, the walk the journey with us. It'd be very difficult to actually ask upfront, give us you know whatever. Um, they need to test us. They need to actually walk, get the report on a quarterly basis, as most uh, donors would want. But they need to see the value of what we are trying to do uh, and how then drip feed the, 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 the funding as and whenever it comes through. How many so. ECDs are so, there? So there's a, I'm going to jump, ask.
1: How, how many ECDs uh, are
3: the, there? The
1: ECDs
2: in the country, there's 1,800 1, ECDs in the Western Cape alone. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, no, and no, not so, in the country. Only in the, Europe, in the Go Western ahead. Cape alone.
1: In the in the west of Cape Town, uh Gilbert, there's yes. only there's one thousand, not not the whole country.
0: So so that's and, quite um, a bit. That's quite a bit. Oh, oh. Yes, that's quite but, a bit, right?
2: Yes that that is a lot. But yeah. these are the ones that's only registered. Mm. There are three thousand unregistered ones. Now wow. maybe I can give wow. some context here. During COVID, during the COVID pandemic, when we mm-hmm. were on lockdown, it is these centers, these sites that assisted to hold to, to, to look after, to care for kids when the parents were not available. It was these sites were, that were feeding communities. It was these sites that were making their places available for kids. That were roaming the streets because schools were closed. Mm. Yet the government pays scant regard to this. We could see the soft underbelly of our, 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 our structures here in this country. We can see who, who the people are that you can count on during an emergency, during a disaster. Yeah. It's the lady that cooks the soup, that makes the soup. Mm-hmm. Or hands out bread. Yes. It's the law enforcement and the teachers and the nurses and the doctors. Right. It's not the politicians. Mm-hmm. So we need to support these sites more because they are the nerve center of communities. Yes. Mm. This is if if you have a a community a site in your community that is able to change. And drive change in communities, then that site is making a difference.
0: Now, are there are there grants available to fund those centers?
2: Yes, there are grants. There's a lot of grants available for them, but they have to be registered. Oh, oh, okay. And at the moment, at the moment, there are three thousand unregistered sites. Mm -hmm. 3,000 in the Western Cape alone, there are 3,000 sites that are unregistered. And what makes this so significant is that the reason why they are unregistered is because they do not want to jump through the bureaucratic hoops that Mm -hmm. government puts in front of them. They do not want to know
1: Oops. that's okay Trevor, no problem
2: they do not want to know the uh, to do the compliance they do not want to fill out the forms they do not want to to submit financial statements they only mm. want to exist to serve the community they do not want the rare tape, the bureaucratic rare tape,
1: and so, that so is with- what we So with that, they don't get the funding, so then they're operating on very meager means in order to be able to to facilitate what they're doing, which kind of leaves them at at a disadvantage. I mean, we have that same problem. Uh, uh, Craig, um, uh, I think one of the questions Mel has, does uh, nonprofits obtain much support from the South African government? And I think you kind of answered that question. (laughs) (laughs) And then secondly, let's say uh, what are the tax benefits you know like here in America as a non if if you're a nonprofit and i donate to a nonprofit there's a tax uh benefit for me uh to do that yeah. what does that look like if i wanted to invest in your organization uh from outside foreign uh investors uh does your uh, how does that work from a tax place um uh,
2: we issue a 18A tax, uh, it's a, um, it kind of, uh, we give it to you, so you submit it to your government in terms of uh, uh, the tax write-off.
1: Okay. So so there is no, a... Don-
3: exactly IRS. the same. Yeah.
1: The same, the same, Trevor? Okay.
3: Exactly the same. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, because that you know that you know you know obviously I think what you're doing is absolutely fantastic, but it does take money to do this (laughs) because you have to, right? You guys are uh, so walk me through to what the process looks like. You go out, you recruit your young people. Are you recruiting them from their existing schools or organizations? And then, what happens when they enroll? In how does what is the process for them enrolling and and getting to that place um, to that where they're actually self sufficient? Okay, um, so
2: the the two two approach. We have the one of the ECD sites, and then we have the artisans. Now we have a issue here um, amongst the young young adults. Um, they don't want to be you see we have we had the apprenticeship before right the apprenticeship is when you walk alongside a an experienced qualified artisan right and for three years you you gain experience he teach you he teaches you all the ins and outs of his trade right these youngsters do not want that they want to jump from a to z immediately (laughs) and they want the money of zed you know yeah um, they they, they are not in the the business of moving slowly they want to be
1: they want to be the ceo of the company
2: that's right and that is where we're falling very short as as a government where we do not have a strategy what we are saying as lentic we will walk and support government's initiative for to increase employment, to uh, increase the registered uh, ECD centers, to uh, assist and support the artisan trade. We want to support our government in that and so that we make it stronger. We are not in opposition to anyone. We they we actually complementing policy that is that government has put in place but does not have the capacity to implement yet so we want to Mm. be there alongside um so and we only one of the many structures or organizations or academies that would would want to do this and in some small way we want to contribute to growing our economy so as you say so so the point i want to make is the process is we want to grab the student where we see there's an issue in the school already. Ah, okay. We want to say, okay, yeah, here is maybe a disciplinary problem or an issue because everybody is not compliant with what is happening. What we're saying is identify students that offer the occupational, that want to go into the occupational stream. And we will walk that journey with them as coaches, and mentors so that we don't have a situation where a, a student will walk out of a, 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 a training center after a month. He gets paid for the fees, a stipend for the first month and he says, no, I don't feel like this anymore. Where's the support of that student that student would have had? In the past, there was that support. He was walking okay,
3: outside. Just, yeah, could I just add to to, to, to what Craig was saying, Crystal. Uh, you mm-hmm. asked the question about, um, okay, what does it look like? Um, mm-hmm. For us, we say we've got a captive audience. We have an ECD center, we are accredited ECD facilitators. Okay. So we've okay. got the formal accreditation for ECD. ECD principals and teachers, you know, will come through our school, and we will tra- train them. But they obviously, so that already is a captive audience. We okay. already have them. We know where they, we will have a database of where their center is, mm-hmm. um, what is happening. We will go out, we will have a look at them. They will tell us what their their shortcomings are. And that's where we actually create the um, the holistic um, offering. So it's a one. Okay. it's a one-stop shop that we're preparing to do. It's nothing different to a lot of what a lot of other folks are doing. We just believe that we've got a very strong corporate governance structure. We've got templates. We know how to apply for it. We can write programs. We can um, write applications for grant funding. We will actually roll out. So our intention is to identify ECD. Make sure that that one is going to be almost like a showcase. We all Mm. funded ourselves initially. Mm -hmm. So we'll pilot it. And this is okay. what a ECD center will look like. We make sure that the signage is up. We make sure that the teachers are all competent. We, and that we know that they, the, the governance is all there. We know that the kids are well looked after. There's a nutritional plan, this and that and what have you. There are um, there's furnishings. Um, so the infrastructure is all in place. Our job is to leave there so that they can actually start becoming self-sufficient. And we move on to the next one. Uh, but there is also follow-ups, um, quarterly, half-yearly, um, in order to do that you need to capacitate, the land tech needs to be capacitated um, in terms of doing that, so, so that really is what it looks like. Um, how quickly we roll it out would be dependent on the funding that we have at our um, at our particular um, disposal. Um, okay. And also as i said we will also be leveraging off government funding because we're hoping them in terms of um of, of a program
1: which has become a, a national
3: imperative
1: so so at, in actuality then you're you're i i, I do i pref- uh, work with a program called uh, nifty network for teaching entrepreneurship so they actually have the curriculum they're their accredited curriculum yeah. the curriculum is 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 uh taught to The educators, like myself, is in schools, and that we get our kids from the school systems, or we go into the school systems and teach the program or the educational program. I personally do it with a nonprofit, and uh, but the program itself. So we're not act; they're not actually facilitating uh, the program. we're not actually facilitating we we get everything from 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 the the licensure that we're uh purchasing or um uh, licensing the curriculum is that what you guys kind of do your license you have the curriculum you're going to put it into the edc uh to the ecd plat- of, of formats that already have the children you're they already have your audience yes
2: yes okay
1: awesome what's the
2: age group the the age group is um, the actual ch- uh, children at risk at the moment is from uh, four to five and five to six the the reason why we starting at the ecd is because the first thousand days of any child's development is the most important There, the the development it, if, it, if it's not, if there's not a solid structure that guides that development, then um, the foundation is extremely weak. Mm. Um, and that is why this is where we want to start. Um, the four to five and five to six, because in our country, the grade R, the reception year, is not compulsory. Mm. It's not compulsory. Yet, in the first year of primary education of in the within the foundation phase, the classes are so packed between Mm -hmm. 30 to 60 students, if we formalize the ECD, it will free up space. And there will not be this influx because the the ECD will take up a lot of that if if the ecd because now we found ourselves that the government has had a fantastic initiative they've taken the early childhood development away mm. from the department of social development and put it in the education space now okay. it be- now it becomes more structured it becomes structured it become comp- um everything there's funding available for them and the practitioners, ECD practitioners, have to be qualified. And that is where we come in. Like you said before, there's a training that we, we buy and we go through and we facilitate, we walk the walk with them, we mentor the practitioners and they become qualified. And that and as because we are a registered organization and accredited through the occupational and uh, training um, um, um governance structures we find ourselves that we on the front foot um mm. and we find ourselves ahead of most other uh, uh npcs and that is why we can offer and confidently say that by the time they come out of our program the practitioners will be qualified and competent and have the capacity to manage a full ecd site because at the end of the day that ecd is a business
1: okay and, and, we bring a, and you bring yes. that there's there's an author uh, i think he recently passed as a result of COVID, but his name is sir uh ken kenneth um robertson yeah, uh, yeah. and yeah. robertson yeah and he wrote a that. book called finding the element and discovering your talent and he believed that children are very, very creative from from obviously from the time they start talking and uh, crawling actually, and then it gets stilted by the time they get to great to the, by the time they get to age six because now they get to school and the school is just focused on route learning and not creativity, not creative learning, right? So they That's the right. kids, right? So when you get to, when you want to expose a child to an apprenticeship. It their creativity stopped long before they got to a place for, right. for apprenticeship, right? Because they've just learned to memorize and repeat. That's all yeah. they've learned to do. Yes, yes, yeah. you're absolutely correct. And
2: and that uh, that uh, that Ken Robertson has, uh, you know, that stuck with me. We need the children need to play, yes, creatively, and-, and that is what we want to start this the little building blocks that 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 you know it's triggers this mind to think further than just in a structured way do it this way don't do it that way so all so right exactly. you know, I've, got
0: a, I've got a quick question so um i kind of over earlier that your 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 demographic your small business demographic well your entrepreneur demographic or or early age tender age kids So, do you have any of your um, participants within, say, 18 to 25 or 18 to 30, age
3: bracket?
2: Seven? We we do have,
3: yeah, um, I've actually got, um, at my company, um, in terms of the skills uh, and the artisans, I've Mm -hmm. got two um, unemployed black youth that is Mm -hmm. on a learnership with me at the moment. Okay, mm-hmm. so government sponsors them partially, mm-hmm. I actually cover their the rest of their salary, and mm-hmm. they work in the company. So we right. give them a holistic, formal, every week, There's there, there needs to be a, almost like a, a, an assessment of what they've done. So they're not actually just, they, they hands on, they're doing the job, instead of actually just, you know, um, doing, you know, theory and what have you and sweeping the floors like most other companies do. They're actually doing the work. So it's a benefit for me as a company, employee, uh, employer, and they're benefiting by actually doing the job, something that they do uh, learn. They're on a nine, uh, nine-month program, and uh, after that we will assess if they are cut out for the, for the job. So we're actually putting into practice, we're writing the blueprint, mm-hmm. um, and we've always said, let's start with two or three guys, Mm-hmm. and when we grow up we'll go for another 10
1: maybe <laughs> um
3: but it's hard oh. because you're dealing with human beings you know they and their own you know and their own personalities so it is difficult but um I, you know at the moment uh, we, we we can deal with two for the time being and we'll tell actually
1: i think trevor i think uh, craig starting from the to to initiate and to ignite the uh excitement and the creativity does start at the the tender age and then trevor by the time they get to to the apprenticeship then they're all excited about it because you've taught them a skill right um we this summer i had a young boy uh that was part of my youth on my biz camp and Anthony is um, ten years old, and so we had him on the show. I'll, I'll send you guys over the link of where we interviewed Anthony. And so Anthony has a merchandising company that he uh, prints uh, names and and uh, decorates and blings out. Uh, uh starbucks cups the with the little straw and and they they found out how to buy it wholesale so anthony does that he does bags he does all that sort of stuff anthony is 10. anthony was our star player in our program now our program actually starts at the age of 13 but because anthony was such a consummated businessman already at 10 we brought him in so when we interviewed him i said anthony Uh, what's your goal? He says, I want to be a multi-billion millionaire by the time I am 22. And when I started my business, when I was younger, five, he started his business at five. (laughs) And so we ordered some merchandise from Anthony. Anthony was on it. Two days after he got the order, he had already processed the order. <laughs> he had already mailed out the order. <laughs> so
3: You don't wanna send him down to South Africa, you know. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> he, he,
1: oh my God. <laughs> So his parents have encouraged him to be as creative. He gets excited about the 3D uh, printing machines that he uses and the the different machines that he uses to do his imprint. He is an amazing, but we've had many kids like that in our entrepreneur program. And uh, and I have actually done a program for kids Five years old, four to five uh entrepreneur, uh being entrepreneurs and in a school. I, I was testing a pilot to see if it would work. These kids were so receptive, they just like suck up everything at that age because they're little sponges. So I think um that strategy is a very good strategy uh because you know, our kids once they get past. 12, 13 years old, they become a little bit more uh, challenged to um, ignite that fire in them. Yes. So w-
0: one of the things that I'm thinking about in order to establish a partnership relationship with your organization is that if we can do uh, a cross-continental type, uh, provided c- cross-continental, c- cross-continental service, Where we can provide training from our end. We can do it uh, via Zoom.